This is KJ Spizak, super agent for women's soccer, Hall of Famer at Texas A&M, and you are listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Coberto Rond, and this is part three of my So Rare Football MLS Strategy Series. And today what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at two particular builds that are aimed at hitting the ETH threshold in the limited division for under $200. We're building on a budget. And one of these builds is going to be defensively focused, and the other build is going to be offensively focused. And then at the end, I'm going to let you know which build I think will give you the better opportunities over the course of a season for success at hitting that particular threshold. Remember, these are 240 cap teams, so you've got to be very careful where you spend your points in order to build them. And I'll begin with the defensive squad, and it draws on players from three particular teams. So does the offensive squad that wasn't by design. It just sort of happened out that way when I look at the strategy. And in this case, I was looking for a team in the MLS that are defensively focused, have a history of success, and a couple of star players toward the back end of the formation. And I went with the Seattle Sounders to begin the build because even though they didn't have the greatest season last year, they're one of the top teams over the last five, six years. And even though they didn't finish well in the MLS, they also had one of the best defensive performances throughout the course of the season and gave up the fewest goals. So it starts in net with Stefan Frey. And Stefan Frey is a proven veteran. He knows what he's doing back there. There's no reason to think that he won't be their starter for the entire season, barring injury. And he comes in at a 15-game average of 48. And what's good about that is that it gives you a very simple path to victory, which is a clean sheet. He gets a clean sheet. There's a good good chance he's going over 60, right? So that's the beginnings of reaching your ETH threshold right there. Alongside him, I've got Seattle Sounders star defenseman, and that's Yamar Gomez Andrade. And he's got a 15-game average score of 55. Again, a bit high here, but when you're making a defensively focused team, probably a good thing to have someone you can count on to be a defensive stud every single game. Even without a clean sheet, he should put up pretty good points. But if they do get the clean sheet, then both him and Frey are going to go over 60, and you're well on your way to breaking that threshold. In the middle of the field, I went with Victor Wanyama. And Wanyama, I'm spending some serious points here again because he's got a 15-game average of 54. But CF Montreal is one of the better teams. They look to be a real competitor this particular season. And he's already shown that he can put up perfect scores. He can hit that 100 mark. So having him on the roster as a potential boom player doesn't hurt, right? Wanyama was an easy add. When I look at the forwards, the first one I go with is Jordan Morris. And Jordan Morris is very inexpensive as forwards go. He's got a 15-game average of 39, but he's a consistent starter. And at 39, it's unlikely he's going to hurt you too bad if he doesn't do much, right? He could have a somewhat negative score in comparison to his threshold. And provided you get that clean sheet from the Seattle Sounders, 
you're still on your way to breaking that 250 threshold to, to win yourself some ETH. So I like putting in Jordan at Morris because of the inexpensive cost of him. It gave me the room to have those stars in the midfield and on defense. And then my bonus player is also a midfielder. It's Hector Herrera. I've spoken about him on previous episodes. He's one of my favorite guys to have in the middle. He's got a couple of guys that he can distribute the ball to that can basically get goals, giving him the opportunity for assists. He's got a 15-game average of 43. And because of that, he's got chances to either hover right around his his average, or potentially pop every now and then and get you that much closer to your goal. But realistically, all you're really hoping for here is if the defensive players do their bit, everyone else just has to be on par and you're going to get there. And that's the key strength of building a defensive squad. One of the advantages of building a defensive squad is that generally the players are less expensive. So even though I've given myself a 200 US dollar budget, This actually comes in for all five players at $119. That's it. Now, you don't have much wiggle room when it comes to the actual 240 cap because all those players together add up to 239. You've only got one point to play with. Chances are they're going to break that 240 cap limit at some point during the season, but that's okay because with a budget of only $119, you've got another 81 bucks that you can spend throughout the season to sub players in and out, maybe snag the odd player that's coming back from injury who has a low threshold cost you know is going to pop, or someone else who's been elevated into a starting position because of injury, you've got that freedom. And that's one of the strengths of building defensively, because like I said, the players generally cost less. Now let's move on to the offensive build. And for this build, I wanted to begin with one of the top offensive squads on the MLS, and I chose the Philadelphia Union. Now, a lot of people would probably be thinking I go with LAFC here, and they do actually factor into this build, but I think the Philadelphia Union are maybe the better team between the two, so I'm against the the status quo right now. And it begins with two of their forwards. So in the forward position, I've put Mikhail Ure in as my forward. He's got a 15-game average of 56, and he's just one of their top strikers. Alongside him, I've got fellow forward on the Philadelphia Union, Julian Carranza, who's got a 15-game average of 54. And between the two of them, what you're basically hoping for is a couple of decisives. Maybe one of them gets the assist on the other's goal, that kind of a comparison. And with Philadelphia Union, there's going to be a lot of games that are mismatches where they'll be able to do that And that's what you're hoping for. So that's where this build begins. Then I'll go in reverse. We'll move to the midfield and I've added Illy Sanchez. And Illy Sanchez is one of my favorite players in the MLS when it comes to so rare. He's on the LAFC. He's surrounded by stars. He's always got an opportunity to basically feed the ball to somebody who can score. And with a 15 game average of 45, it's not too high. It gives you the opportunity that even if he doesn't have the greatest game, he's not going to lose you much toward that threshold. So I like Ily Sanchez in the middle. On defense, I've got one of the least expensive players in the squad, and that's Kamar Lawrence. But Kamar Lawrence is a starter. He's solid. He's going to give you in around his value the majority of the time. Occasionally, he can pop if they get a clean sheet. But for the most part... He's not going to lose you any points, and that's what you want from this offensive build. Someone who's inexpensive, who isn't going to hurt you. So I went with Kamar Lawrence here. And then for the goalie, and this was pretty easy for me, I went with Dane St. Clair. And Dane St. Clair is actually a player I already own. He's on my particular roster because 
With a 15 game of 38, he's significantly undervalued right now. One of the reasons he has that 15 game average is because he took over the starting position toward the end of last season and he had some sort of mid-play roles where they brought him in during games. So right now he's kind of undervalued. So I couldn't resist it. At 38, it's pretty easy for him to break that. And it helps you alongside those two forwards being the sort of nucleus of this build to break that threshold and win you some ETH. Now, building an offensive squad costs more. Okay, Generally speaking, forwards are some of the more expensive player cards on the platform. That could change with this threshold system. But right now, that's the way it is. So this particular build cost me 187 US dollars. So I haven't got much left to play with. But fortunately, it doesn't have as high a cost as that defensive squad. It comes out to 232. So you've got eight points of wiggle room here, which theoretically means you should be able to run these guys a little more often than, say, the defensive squad would be. You don't have to sub players in and out as much. But if you do, even though you have such a limited budget, the players you would be looking to substitute are basically your defender or your midfielder. And you're looking to find players that are just cheap, if you must, that give you their point total, right? You're not looking for people who can pop. You're just looking for somebody who's consistent. So if you can find a dirt cheap defender or a dirt cheap midfielder in case one of your forwards happens to go over that 240 cap limit because of it, go ahead and find one because that's not what you're relying on. And that's the key to this. You want your forwards to carry you the majority of the way. And of course, your goalie is a big factor, but the goalie is a big factor in every single build. Those are the two builds. Think about which one you like, and I'm going to tell you why I chose a specific build as the maybe better of the two going forward into this threshold system. Sign up to SoRare, the ultimate fantasy sports NFT platform. Scout, collect, and trade officially licensed digital player cards with other fans in our open marketplace. Create teams with cards from your collection and earn points based on your players' real-life performances to compete in a variety of fantasy sports competitions. Showcase your skills and go head-to-head -head with managers from around the world to rise up the weekly rankings and earn rewards. So Rare is a game that you can play this season, and the next, and the next, and the next. It's almost like a, a dynasty spin on fantasy. This is something that is available in formats such as NBA, MLB, and also football. So what are you waiting for? Get involved, get in the game, get some cards, and have some fun. This is really just a free, fun way to play with your mates and show who's really in the know when it comes to sports. Because Process Podcasters, we know our thing, but so rare is a chance to go up against us and see who really is the smartest in the room. So hit the link in the show notes, and we'll see you on So Rare. Own your game. I'm sure to most of you that know me, it probably doesn't come as much as a surprise that I went with the defensive build. Okay, first of all, I am a big fan of defensive play when it comes to sports, but that really wasn't the deciding factor here. What it comes down to is a few simple things. Number one, it's less expensive, right? I like having the flexibility, I like having the freedom to purchase additional star players during the course of a season just in case things don't go exactly the way as planned. So that really helps. Number two is it gives you the flexibility to add one additional star at any other position. You want to play a star forward? Go ahead. You want to play a star defender? Go ahead. It's entirely up to you. 
So it gives you a little more flexibility, maybe if you're a fan of a specific team, to go ahead and just pick your favorite player off that team and build a little bit around it, right? You've got that additional flexibility. But most importantly is that during the course of a season, there are a lot of external factors that are way beyond our control, like weather. Weather plays a factor. Health plays a factor. And in those situations, defensive squads tend to persevere better. You can always play a very defensive game in terrible weather, but it's hard to play an offensive one in bad weather. So you're taking away some external factors by having a defensively focused squad. And that's why I would lean toward the defensive build. I'll be honest with you, I've stockpiled a number of players in preparation of the season. This will be my first season playing so rare football, specifically MLS. And I haven't quite decided what my build is going to look like yet, but I'm trying to help myself with these episodes as much as I'm helping you. So any information you've got, any tips or tricks you want to send my way, feel free to do so. Till next time. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience. Where no sport is left behind.